from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who love to stare into the endlessly entertaining void that was the 2000s, early 2000s Windows Media Player Music Visualizer. That's a mouthful, Rick. There it is. Where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined by my legendary co-host, the impeccably dressed as always. Freddy C. Observation. A lot of meat bags in the chat right now. <laughs> How you doing? I'll tell you what. My uh, my autocorrect this week has changed the word meat bags to meatballs every <laughs> single time. I want spaghetti. You know who does love some meat bags and meatballs? He's not yeah. discriminatory. Our producer, Rick Grace. That's me. I'm here. And I am familiar with KOTOR, of course. <laughs> Let's be honest, Rick. You never made it off Terrace, did you, buddy? Listen, I finally <laughs> made it to the lower level of Terrace. Oh. So we're getting somewhere. We're getting is somewhere. Is that the second level of the whole game? <laughs> you know what, Freddy? You know what? <laughs> That's probably about right. It, maybe third, maybe? No, it's probably it, second. It depends on how you're counting. Well, we do have a very special guest tonight. I am. Uh, this is a big deal. To have this particular guest here on Legends Look Back, it's it's someone that like we talk about a lot, but uh, not someone that we get to have on the show very often. Here to make uh, a very special guest uh, spot here on Legends Look Back is none other than the Ithorian from KOTOR himself. <laughs> my God, I'm dying. <laughs> we got him. Oh, my God. We got God. him. <laughs> Oh man! What up? That is not nerds? a special guest. We do have a special guest. That is uh, that is the CEO of Utini, the Senate himself, Dr. Corey Helton. Welcome, Corey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a maybe the best intro that's ever happened to me ever. Thank you so much. <laughs> we don't want. I had that idea at about. Uh, we don't like that doctors. idea about six thirty this morning and messaged Rick and said, "Hey, let's do this crazy idea." Oh, and he said nothing. So I was like, well, I hope you liked my idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. But that's right, everybody. We've got Corey here to talk about something that's very near and dear to your heart. Um, Corey, tell the good folks what tonight's episode is all about. Tonight we are talking about one of the greatest moments in video game and Legends history. One of the times in which the two things crossed over so perfectly and they crossed streams like Harry Potter's wands. I don't know where I was going with that. And We're talking about KOTOR. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, yeah, there okay. you go. We're talking about KOTOR tonight, baby. Talking about KOTOR. Uh, the last time, but... last time I've talked about KOTOR, I was fairly inebriated on Twitch and <laughs> doing drugs. <laughs> on... That's right. <laughs> oh, man. That was... That was something yeah, else. The character does adrenal stimulants, is what he's talking about. And that is correct. That was what, that three, correct. four years ago? He said, right. doing them drugs. That is back <laughs> when it was legends to do drugs uh, regularly. Now it's canon. That's right. Because Cal Kestis is, as we all know, very oh, addicted man. to very Those addicted stems. to stems. Smash yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, and his little man. enabler droid, man. Listen, he can stop whenever he wants, all right? <laughs> He's like, hit me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, quickly, oh, yeah. quickly, quickly. <laughs> I need it. I need it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's right. So this is our 20th anniversary episode of Knights of the Old Republic. This is a 2003 video game. Guys, uh, I don't know about you, but when I hear people say, oh yeah, 20 years ago, I immediately think, yeah, the 1980s. But no. We're talking about 20 years ago now is 2003. Does that make you feel old or what? That's very old. I don't like that yeah. one bit. Not at all. <laughs> Not at <Man>. all. <laughs> yeah. I, I drive a 2007 car, and it's older than most of the teenagers I work with, mm. so I'm constantly reminded of my age. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, this is a 2003 D20 role-playing game first released for PC and the original Xbox. You know what I'm talking about. The kind of Xbox that was the controller was so big that, like, uh, I don't know how big it is or where I'm going with this analogy, but the controller was quite large. It was. Um, <laughs> Cumbersome. True. Yeah, and, that's where you say. And right, it's it's how RNG. Big is it? It's an RNG game, so y- you shoot something. It's gonna give you a certain hit point based off of your stats. <clears throat> Just like an advanced version of of your Dungeons and Dragons. You know, yeah. I did not did not make that connection at all until I saw that in the show notes, and I was like, "No way, that's a typo." Yeah. And looked it up, and I was like, "Okay, all right." Believe it or not, so, for as yeah. long as I've been playing role playing games, Jared was the first to point that out to me, and I could not believe it. Yeah, true. <laughs> what I love is like you'll have a sword, a vibro sword, or a lightsaber, and you're about to fight girl on two fingers in the dueling ring, and <laughs> I can't <laughs> say ring. it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're about to fight a girl on two fingers, and uh, he, he'll he jump up to do a power slash, and it's like, <clears throat> and he'll cleave the guy's, it should cleave the guy's head in two, but instead, it's like two damage. I know, two damage. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, ugh. And then he's like, that's it. And then he's got, the, he's got the knife, he's like, gah, gah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, The animations in the game are just the next level. Ring. Next level, for sure. We'll talk about yeah. the fighting styles later. Um, of course, this game did win many, many, many awards, including the prestigious uh, Game of the Year by IGN, as well as a number of other gaming outlets. It's written by the esteemed Drew Carpishan, who would go on to write the Darth Bane trilogy, among other great Legends titles. Um, It was published by BioWare, which would go on to publish Mass Effect, I mean, extremely uh, prestigious publisher and video game writer. It's widely regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time if not the greatest Star Wars game of all time, which we can talk more about that later. But guys, let's go around the horn here. Uh, Why is KOTOR such a beloved game? In your opinion, why do people like this game? Oh, man, that's a good question. I think it was revolutionary at the time it came out. I mean, I remember playing this as a a kid, and like I actually I bought it twice when I was a kid. The first time I bought it, I didn't like it at all, and I returned it, actually, to GameStop. That was back when GameStop had a return policy, believe it or not. That's how many years ago it was, right? So... Uh, and um, I bought it, and I returned it, and I remember I got the uh, Jedi Academy game instead, um, and I played that whole game, and then I decided to pick it up. I was a little older when I picked it up a second time because I didn't get it. I didn't like that it was a turn-based game, like Final Fantasy or something. You know what I mean? Like It's like you have to choose your actions. You can see a cue mm-hmm. of your actions coming. It was kind of a different, you know, different style of game at the time. But it was just it was the first Star Wars game I think that really truly let you like like be the character you wanted to be, right? Like I think everybody playing games and everybody who watched Star Wars, like we all wanted to either be a Jedi or see what it would be like if you could be the dark side guy, right? And like Kotor gave you that freedom, I think, to explore. And that just really never been 
done before, one, in Star Wars, but two, in video games. And your choices mattered in a meaningful way, and there were multiple endings to the game. See, there were multiple ways to play. Yeah, jump in there, Freddy. Yeah, that, I was just saying, that that was it. I, I was just looking at a, at a bunch of games from 2003 right now, just trying to get a feel of what was in that era, what what games were there. And, and Corey, you nailed it. It was like Prince of Persia, uh, what is it, uh, Midnight <clears throat> Racing 2, what, what is that game called? Anyway, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. A lot of three platformers. Oh, yeah. the, the Jack you know, games, just, Jack 2 yeah. came out in 2003, apparently. Exactly, <laughs> Max Payne 2. Yeah. You, you you have a lot of games which are predestined. You're just mm-hmm. playing into it, right? Trying to get to the next level. Where with Kotor, yeah, you were trying to get to the next level, but you were really in control in how you got there. And I don't know if of any single person that has probably gone through every, uh, I guess, scenario possible. That there's a lot of scenarios. That's the thing, right? Yeah. You didn't know where you were going. It it felt open world. Like uh, thinking about what's 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 the planet where you're with the Sith, uh, you like... Corban. Third Cor- planet? Corban? Corban? Moran, or... Is it Corban? I, it's Corban. Either way, it's it's like the one of the third planets. There's Dantooine, where you go yeah. to be a Jedi. It's the one after that. It's yeah, that Corban. third planet. <laughs> Corban. It was Corban. And if yeah, you're talking about the planet like, you go to or in the Sith planet, it's Corban. Beautiful world, right? There's like a thing flying in the sky. It's open. And it, yeah. it, even though it was on rails, like it was... It's open. It felt open. It, it felt open. open. There was load screens. Back in the day, there were load screens. You had to go between doors, and there'd be a load screen for like 30 seconds. Then you had to keep going. <laughs> yeah. But it did feel open. Like, you had this big open map that had a, a shadow over it, right? And you had to explore the map and figure it out. And it was, I know, it was just, now that's the standard, like, for games, yeah. right? These big open board games. It's like the normal thing you do. But at the time, that was just like, holy smokes, I get my own ship and a crew, and I get to fly whatever planets I want to. And given it was pretty limited still, but... It was just nuts at the time that you could do it. 2003, it was, it was yeah. where it needed to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, you're making great points about um, the world building was fantastic. The the the, the choosing of the light and dark, the yeah. light and dark side uh, choice mechanic was really solid. Uh, and there's a lot of micro decisions throughout the game of, like, if I lie to try to get the droid for 5,000 credits less... What's that going to mean for like a yeah. web of relationships that I have? Exactly. The other characters, they'll approve or disapprove, and you can actually yeah. make decisions where you like kill characters. I know, which is it's crazy. Really, main characters, like side characters, that <laughs> sure. if you kill them, they're gone for the rest of the game. Like yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love to kill Juhani. Oh, do I ever? All right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll come back to that. We're going straight to there. Huh? All right. So, Jerry, oh, did yeah. you play Light Side or Dark Side? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Like side with a couple of cats buried under the rug. There but, you go. Uh, <laughs> Rick, you got an opinion on? I know you haven't like played as much of Kotor as as other folks, and that's fine. You tried. Yeah. What's what's your opinion on you know your general impression on why this is such a beloved game? Uh, it would have to be this the story. I mean, the, just the lore that this expands <clears throat> uh, for Sith and Jedi, Mandalorians. Uh, Revan, you know, like all of that is what I hear talked about the most. Yeah, and what I'm fascinated by. Uh, so yeah, since I ha- haven't finished the game and it's been like years, I decided that you know what, I'm not gonna let other people spoil it for me, and I'm not gonna finish the game anytime soon. So I started doing my own research on you know, okay, well, what kind of plays out? And I watched a dozen of like YouTube videos. What's funny, and it's when I realized like how much all you guys said is true, is all those videos try to summarize the game in very different ways. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because of all the different endings or possibilities, and it's like. I'm even more confused now about what this game's about. But, um, man, 
it sounds like an incredible game, and so I'm excited to dive into it more and kind of live through y'all's experience. So what is your history with the game, Rick? Do you played the intro? You played some on Terrace? Like, is yeah. That, is, when when so, was this? How long has it been since you played it? Recently. Like, I, I, okay. I missed this game growing up entirely. Mm-hmm. I remember getting my classic Xbox on Christmas, and the only reason I knew about Xbox or knew about video games was because my neighbors had one, and they had Halo. Yeah, so okay. Halo was, was my bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, um, right, right. And I remember Christmas Day, I had a Halo, but I also had the Tetris Attack of the Clones combo disc. Oh, yeah. It was both of those <laughs> games on one disc. It was crazy. Wow. And uh, I loved Attack of the Clones, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. But I had no clue there were other Star Wars games. I have, I have no yeah. idea how I was ignorant. But uh, just totally missed it. And so it wasn't until probably late high school or college that I heard about it and didn't really get to play it until like past three years, probably. So to nice. be fair, Rick, this was kind of in that era where I feel like you, if if you had the internet often, uh, you might have known about it, right? Uh, if you didn't have the internet at all, if you weren't <clears throat> fortunate like some folks, you if you didn't read like gamer magazines you probably didn't know about it yeah yeah no i, definitely I totally missed it i definitely didn't know about this i think my parents bought me this game for christmas is how i ended up handing it in they knew it was a, they knew i like star wars and they had bought me the i think this might have been this was right around the time where they released that special edition vhs set you remember like the silver and the gold and <laughs> oh, you know what i'm yeah, talking about oh this yeah this is about the same time and i had gotten that like either the year before or something like that for christmas my parents it. knew i, I was can smell that vhs yeah. exactly yeah, yeah yeah so i got i got this star wars game uh for christmas that year and i think i actually it was probably more like 2004 actually 2005 maybe when i actually played it, it probably wasn't the year that it came out because you're right freddie if you weren't yeah. like in the know you might have missed this and i don't know i was pretty young 2003 i was i was 10 in 2003 i was born in 93 this, so that was a this kid. came out the same year as star wars galaxies so wow. you can kind of tell where my attention went yeah sure yeah. i'm looking at the game <laughs> well, i was gonna say this year. it's a there's an impressive list of games yeah. i spent a lot of time playing looking at this yeah. list so i mean this must have <laughs> yeah, been this is right deep in deep in the console cycle yeah, of that sure. that particular generation <laughs> this was right when it was hitting its stride that's for sure um freddie you know i was gonna say earlier that this for me, is probably my Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, mine um, too, for sure. Hot take here. This this might be my favorite Star Wars content ever made. It's good. It's it's right up there for me with the original trilogy and Dark Empire. Wow. Um, you know, as as A tier, S tier. I mean, untouchable, absolutely beloved. Uh, I'm building an entire like Kotor shelf in my Star Wars room. Nice, nice. Um, I mean, that's how much I love this stuff. So I, I think this one for me is like, uh, I saw, this was a totally different era, but I saw the case in like Walmart or, or maybe, you know, uh, what was that video game store? Was it Babadges? <coughs> Y'all ever had a Babadges? Babadges? Uh-uh. In the mall in Oklahoma? Uh, there was, was in the, the middle of There's the other one that's not GameStop that's still around. There's a few of them. <gasps> What's it called? Uh, EB Games. EB Games, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. GameStop owns I saw the them case. now, I think. Didn't they buy them? I think yeah. they did. I think they did, yeah. Uh, I saw the case for this, and I was like, that looks really scary, but uh, I'm going to get it. And nice. uh, this was probably how I spent two or three summers of my life. Dude, me too. Uh, mowing lawns and playing this game. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. How about you, Freddie? You, you played Star Wars Galaxies, but you've played KOTOR. Yeah, KOTOR was definitely later on down the line after I got like the Star Wars Galaxies, out, uh, Galaxies thing out of my system, because that was like a full-on MMO, and if it wasn't like... Uh, if I wasn't spending time in the in that game making money or doing something else, yeah. uh. <laughs> I I just couldn't see myself playing Kotor. But I played like 2005, so still a while ago. 
Uh, and I, I just remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is what Star Wars looked like before all of this stuff that we knew. Like this was a long, 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 long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I, once I figured that, I, I was hooked. KOTOR was, for the next umpteen years, still here talking about it, obsessed. <laughs> I don't know that... Uh... I don't know that there has been a, a, a another, like, how do I phrase this? I don't think a bigger risk has been taken in Star Wars storytelling since Kotor came Never. out, even, honestly. Like, so I mean, successful. they went 20,000 years before everything. There's a ton of Jedi. There's a ton of Sith. They're fighting each other. Like, the Mandalorians are there. There's all these Boba Fett's running around. Like, I mean, this is a ton yeah. of risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just Corey, totally different. They would never do this now. They're not no, what about years. like the return Here, of Palpatine? That's a risk. Yeah, is, ask how many people have risky. played it or know, <laughs> or know about KOTOR that dislike it. Like anybody who's like a hater of the, no, the KOTOR. I, I, I don't think <laughs> that. very few. Does that exist? I don't know that that exists. I don't think I've ever seen KOTOR hate. Like if That's that happens. I mean. It was a big I know risk, of, but oh my goodness. It paid off. I know of a lot of yeah, Ricks dude. who yeah. have tried. Yeah, and I do have too. Just like gotten stuck. I do too. Yeah. It hasn't aged that well, to be honest. It hasn't. I mean, I I played this uh, fairly recently, actually. I think I played through Kotor again. I think two years ago, most recently. I played it on my phone. I just played it kind of in my downtime, and it, I spent like a year. I just gradually finished it over like a year, or something <laughs> stupid like that. Like like ten minutes here and there, because I played it so many times, I knew it was going to happen. All this stuff and. It doesn't hold up that well, to be honest. Like, it's a, it's an amazing game. The storytelling is unbelievable. It's definitely a product of its era. But, like, the game mechanics are, compared to modern gaming, bad. Oh, yeah. Like, the graphics well, it, are yeah. terrible. Like, the... the right. The, sure. There are oh, so yeah. many... I think Aren't there, like, three... There's like three levels where you're like shooting the turret in the Ebon Hawk, and it's so freaking hard like to kit everything. <laughs> That's really tough. It, but it's the exact, it's the exact it same phone. level. You, it's the same sh- the Sith ships are coming in, and like the space yeah. is literally just a replay. They just replayed it. They just like copy pasted it into the later part of the game. It's so stupid. So, like, and it's basically just the turret section from uh, a new. Home. It is. It is. <laughs> um. It is. But the pattern is the same, and like the ships fly around in the same yeah. way. It's really bad. Like I mean, so like. I get it. I get it, Rick. Is what I'm trying to say. I get it. Like yep. you know, I I want to get through it, man. I, I want to just watch all the cutscenes on YouTube. Right. That's all you need. That's all you need. No, you got to play this game. <laughs> Don't listen to him. But he, here's the thing: there's been a remake of this announced, and since then, there's also been some drama where the you know, entire studio was fired. It's never and happening. The yeah. project's never happening. It, uh, it's dead. We don't know. It's dead. We don't it's know. never happening. Come on, <laughs> I believe it when I see it. Do I want it, that to like happen? Like naked listen, Palpatine I would, is rising from the ashes. I would genuinely consider giving you one of my fingers to make this happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how much I want this remake to happen. But is it going to? I don't know. The, it's when was it supposed to be released, Jared? Do you remember? Twenty. Uh, I. I don't Six? this year I think 20, but uh, no. yeah, it's not it's not ready but hey we've got a lot more to talk about with this game uh, regardless of how you came to it or how well you think it's aged it does have some you know the combat and the graphics absolutely have not, haven't aged especially well now nevertheless there's a lot about it that we like so guys quickly uh, when you do your um your playthrough of KOTOR, uh, which which style of game do you like to play do you gravitate toward the light side do you go to the dark side do you try to to walk the gray Jedi fence like a chump. What's your uh, what's your preferred play style? Gray Jedi. Did this this game start the idea of the gray Jedi? I want to say that's that. a huge question, and we're gonna do an, an entire gray Jedi episode. Yeah, coming that's up an soon. interesting. It's question, gonna get us canceled actually, for sure. Probably. 
Probably. That's a Trevor question. I feel. Yeah, it's a Trevor question. <laughs> it definitely popularized it because you yeah. could you could you know you use light side and dark side powers. Chaotic. You could be a Jedi, Jedi who who gets the girl, which is against the rules. That's and right. Revan can look at the camera and say, "So what?" <laughs> and kiss the girl anyway. He's basically a real Avaros, so in camp from canon, basically. So yes, or uh, Cornhorn or Cornhorn. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I played. I always played this game light side, and I always felt guilty if I played dark side. Uh, to be straight up, um, I played it multiple times on both. I played it probably four or five times on both sides at this point. Um, I think that it's pretty hard to argue that light side is not harder because, like, all the powers for combat and everything, which the game is a combat game. I mean, like, that's like the main thing you do is fight, right? And it's very hard to play as a light side character because all the cool stuff is dark side. Like the force storm, the lightning, is incredibly overpowered. Storm, yeah, yeah, all that you stuff. Raise your, you, you raise your arm in the air and there's lightning that just kills everybody in the room. Shoots everybody, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's the move. Exactly. There's like life drain. You're a life drain. You can literally take their health. Like his dark side powers. And like, meanwhile, if you play as a Jedi, it's like, oh, I can give my teammates a little shield. It's like, <laughs> but right. why? The defensive like, powers. You can speed up. It's not good. You, throw, you can throw your lightsaber. That's a good one. You can't throw but, lightsaber. Yeah. That's true. It's true. Doesn't doesn't quite so compare to the force storm. There is like an official canon. That's official true. what? There's an official canon side, but like the yeah the canon. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was <clears throat> common knowledge or not. I found that in the. Uh... Well, it's canonized through the novel uh, Revan. Okay, mm. but also yeah. this this talks about a. Um, Hold on, Rick. Put put that right. against the uh, the screen there. One of one of the Legends Look Back Bibles, if you will. That's one right. of That's right. one Absolutely, of many. Dude. I love this book. The Essential Reader's Companion by Pablo Hidalgo. Phenomenal cover too, by the way. I love that Yoda reading yeah. the books. Yeah, so good. <clears throat> I want to find that as a poster. Uh, Jacob says it exists. Exist. Do you? I do. <laughs> Of course you do. That's course, true, though. That's, a, that's an important point to bring up, though, Rick, that there is a true canon version. And if you play the game, true canon as in Legends canon, but still. Right, there's a, right. if you, It's confusing. If you play the game, like, it feels obvious, too, when you're playing it. Like, there's, like, an ending that feels a little more thought out and a little more clean. And, like, the other ending, the dark side ending, is, like, it's very rushed. It feels very sudden. You're like, Suddenly, I kill everybody and I win, kind of thing. Like it feels, <laughs> yeah. it feels kind of weird. You're like, that's kind of, that's kind of weird. Like, yeah, like you know. So it, it kind of makes sense when you're playing it. You're, I think you're supposed to play as a light side character, you know. But uh, I gravitate toward the light side as well. I've played a number of dark side playthroughs. I've done the Great Jedi thing once or twice. I definitely, definitely uh, <clears throat> prefer to play as a light side character because of the guilt factor. I don't like to. I'm kind of the know, same way. Uh, Other than Juhani, I kill her every time. Griff in the chat <laughs> has a has a good uh, retelling of the story here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read it here, Rick. Once you pop it up, I only played Dark Side Run on Kortor once since the game came out. Reason on is it Lehon? Lehon. 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 I used Force. Uh, I use I use the force to convince Zalbar to kill Mission. I have never felt so guilty playing a video game. <laughs> I remember yeah, that's crazy. I remember that was an option. That is not that far into the game either, actually. <laughs> and it's like I mean it's like a thirty percent mark or something crazy. And it's like, well, I could equip that character like ten minutes ago, and now I can't. So I guess right. this is permanent. So 
Yeah, that's huge stakes. Uh, Mission Veo, of course, the uh, the punky Twilight girl, voiced by Cat Tabor, who would yeah. go on to voice um, uh, Padme in the Clone Wars. Yeah. So I did not know uh, that. That is a real staple in yeah the Star Wars voice acting world. Uh, Freddie, do you have a preferred play style? Uh, I typically do what I need to do. Uh, to, so you play that, dark side. I end up going <laughs> on both <laughs> both sides. I straddle the line a little bit. There you go. Uh, I tend I tend to really like some of the dark side capabilities, and that's where I I end up heading most of the time. But uh, after I play the game, it, it does make me feel guilty uh, <laughs> having to do so much destruction. And uh, I've it's played, pretty brutal. I played light. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, it, it gets too brutal to the point where I, I definitely started playing light side more frequently because it's just woof the emotions. <laughs> I remember when you when you go to the Sith Academy on Corban, like as soon as you walk in, there's like this smart mouth like student who's like really mean to you and you can just instantly kill them and it just leaves yes. their body on the floor in the hallway and like if you go and talk and interact with all the people that are still in the room and this dead body just laying on the floor, they're like, yeah. wow, you just really killed that guy. He got what was coming to him. <laughs> like, it was like, Bro, it's pretty brutal, man. Good job. So, what's crazy him. is if you play that level as a Jedi, a light side character, and you go into the Sith Academy and you're like, hey, I'm totally a Sith. They're like, no, you're not. You're a real goody two shoes. Yeah, and uh, the entire time you're undercover and you basically just have to lie and be like, oh, yeah, I'm really evil. evil. <laughs> it turns out it's really easy to get into the Sith Academy. I thought that was very jarring. I always remember that being kind of weird. Like, I've been a good guy this right. whole time. They're just going to buy that I'm like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm bad now. Oh, actually, I'm Darth Revan. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of which, that's a big spoiler story point, yeah. which we should talk about here. Let's talk about the story with KOTOR. Um, obviously, there's the big reveal, so spoilers, of course, uh, for one of the biggest one of the biggest plot twists in Star Wars history. We'll come back to that in a second. But um, the story of KOTOR is really powerful. There's obviously a lot of great world building. There's goofy, clunky combat, but... Uh, the story's been really enduring in a lot of ways because it does shine light on the gray areas of the galaxy far, far away. Now, guys, in your opinion, what's, uh, what is it that this does the best with as far as shining light on those gray areas? Um, do you think it's, it's more the, the fact that the Jedi Council is flawed and you see that like they make some really ethically dubious decisions in this and then you... Uh-oh, am I gone? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, the story. Gray areas. You get it. Yes. <laughs> we lost you for a second there, Jared. Yes. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, There's a lot that happens in KOTOR that makes you ask questions. There's, it's easy to have a lot of doubts, I think, about the Jedi sort of philosophy and the Jedi way because of KOTOR because a lot of the Jedi are really awful to you in this yes. game as you play through it. You know what I mean? Like Pretentious. Like, Yes, they're really pretentious. Like it feels kind of jarring, to be honest. And uh, like, like it feels like, like why aren't they being helpful? Like they're just sitting around in their council, like their council chambers. Like there's all this stuff happening out there. Like it feels weird. Like why am I the one running around and saving the galaxy? Like when the Jedi are sitting here on their ass, it's kind of how it feels a little bit. So it's like, it's it does feel a little iffy. Yeah. Yeah. I, self-righteous you said pretentious I find them self-righteous self -righteous. the backstory is that that Revan and Malak they when the Mandalorian Wars hit they talked to the Jedi and said like hey we gotta stop these guys from conquering the galaxy and the Jedi Council said no 
and so Revan and Malak they raised up an army of um, of rebel Jedi to go and defeat the Mandalorians and you know the backstory and they they retcon this later which I don't love but the original story was they lost their way uh, they fell into the warfare that's and, the, and the dark side Jedi's way of putting it that's not what happened <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi well, you failed it, them <laughs> is what happened <clears throat> and, and you know what Corey you brought up such a great point when you play as your character right you feel knowing Revan's story you feel that like just get up what are you I know. doing? Yeah, you do. Get up. And you just want to throw that little Yoda out the window. Uh, <laughs> what was that guy's name? Do you remember? I, I can't remember. Vruk? I think it's Vruk. Yeah, it's Vruk? Is it the bald it guy? Starts... Yeah, I don't know. I don't All right, anyway. I've got a, I've got a question. A, this might be a bit of a mean. rabbit I don't like the bald guy. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, again, looking up this, the story elements, looking up Revan's, like, full story. Where does Kotor take place in Revan's whole story? <laughs> okay. Kotor. It's it's okay. So chronological order. All right. Um, the Mandalorians declare war on the galaxy. Right. Okay. Mandalorian Wars when they're a big, huge like organization. Basically, declare war on the galaxy. Uh, I don't know if, if they were secretly. I think they were secretly backed by the Sith too. Actually, uh, yeah. even at even at the beginning. That's a retcon. Is that a retcon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was either. But anyway, so the Mandalorians declared war in the galaxy. They're Spartans, whatever. Um, a lot of the Jedi kind of rose up. The Republic had an army at the time, and they were fighting. And there was a Republic versus the Mandalorians, and the Jedi kind of they wanted to have like step back because unlike in the pre- prequels, right, it wasn't like the Jedi had to lead the army. The Republic already had an army, right? So the Jedi at the time sort of chose to just stay on the sidelines. Um, a lot of the Jedi disagreed with that. They're like, this war is happening, people are dying, all this un- injustice is happening in the galaxy. We should fight. We are warriors. We should fight. Like, So a lot of the Jedi decided to fight against the Mandalorians. Um, those Jedi were kind of spearheaded by Revan, who was a master, and his apprentice, Malak. Uh, was it Darth? No, is it Malak? Is it actually his Jedi name? Malak was a Jedi. Oh, I don't think well, so. Well, it- that's a great. That's a Darth Malak. Anyway, all right. Before I get sidetracked, Revan in the comics, it's Alec. Okay, Alec. So right. there's Alec. actually comics that right. fill that in. That's which is hilarious. That's interesting. All right, so <laughs> Revan and his apprentice Malak kind of led the Jedi that decided to sort of rebel against the organization to fight against the Mandalorians, and they chased the Mandalorians out to the outer rim, and then Revan and Malak disappeared. When Revan and Malak came back, they were suddenly Sith and carrying red lightsabers, and were like, "What the hell happened?" Like, and all this. Then it became they were leading the Sith uh, against the Republic, basically. So the Mandalorian War sort of transitioned into the Sith versus Republic War, and um, sometime in that in that time period when Revan is a Sith and fighting against the Republic, he gets wanged on the head good and has amnesia. <laughs> Jedi amnesia by Bastila, by Bastila, by Bastila. Okay. Um, and that's the Force visions you get early in the game, and he basically gets kind of captured, and he the Jedi do some crazy shit to him to like mess with mess with his mind and his memory, and uh, like and then they kind of just dump you. I don't know why the Jedi did this. They kind of dumped him into 
the military, I guess. And <laughs> yeah. he just like wakes, and that's where the game starts. You wake up, oh, and you're like, "That's where you okay. start the game." Yeah, that's where you start okay. the game. All that backstory. Yeah, it, it is so funny. It's so, so funny because your character you... is like in the bed, and he's like rolling around and <laughs> everything, and, and explosions are bad going off, and he wakes up, Lords. and this guy comes in, he's like talking to you and everything, and he's like, "What's wrong with you? Don't you remember? You're on the ship. The name of the ship is so and so. Bastila is here. We're fighting against the Sith. Don't you know what the hell is going on?" And you're like. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> Am I? It's, so, it's very awkward. So, so that's where the game is starts. But yes. you learn about like the Mandalorian War and all that during the game. Yes. Like, flashbacks? Uh-huh. Okay. Your whole history gets sort of fleshed out as the Your game backstory. goes on by asking lots of questions and that sort of stuff. And yeah. you can honestly... It's honestly kind of hard to piece together the whole Mandalorian Wars stuff, actually, from the lore of the game. But if you really pay attention and you listen to every piece of dialogue, you can kind of get the whole history. It really helps and to And it read rewards books, you for obviously. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Yeah, it, it builds like a lot off the Tales of the like Jedi the comics. Yeah, mm. it builds a lot off that, the backstory. You talk to people in dialogue. And then uh, two-thirds of the way through the game, you get the big reveal. And that is, you don't know this, and yeah. I just remember being Beginning. floored by this my first time through. Though I do think you probably could see it coming if you're smarter yeah. than I was as like a 12-year-old. No, um, I didn't see it either. Which is, aha, uh-huh, here's the big reveal. Quite possibly the biggest reveal in all of Star Wars outside of the original trilogy, which oh. is... Give me the one, Rick. Give me the one. Ready? You reveal the mask, you pull it back, and you were Revan the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jared. Yeah. The first time I was, that was revealed to me, I laughed. I remember I had to get get my balance because I I had gone too far. Because it was just seeing, you know, the created face that you made. On this right. thing that you had no idea was going to be your, and I just cracked up. Mine I, was a total dude, bro. By the way, <laughs> how many hours did you spend on your character selection? <laughs> There's only like twelve faces, so it could have been that off. That, that, that yeah, my guy's time. name was Ronid Jast. I remember that much. Okay, so funny. Nice. Yeah, you, and you reveal it. You find out that you were it's you the whole time. You were Revan the whole time. Hmm. Uh, it's a huge spoiler. I think it was the first time I ever swore. Actually, <laughs> um, criminy. <laughs> I just uh, so it's a great it's a great uh, great reveal. It was a big deal. Um, it was a big deal, and it was yeah. it was shocking. It was done really really well. Honestly, it's it's quite frankly impressive that they pulled it off as well as an old of a game as it is. Like I'm not sure that they could do that as well in modern games. It would get spoiled on Twitter. It would get spoiled on the internet. It was like a truly yeah. it was a true reveal. Like honestly, and like, I remember being floored by it too. And I was like I was like young enough to like not really understand it as a kid. I was like. I think I get it, which I'm the guy, and you know the guy, and he kind of, you know, I think I get it, but there was the element of like, I'm not sure if I totally understand that exactly. Um, it was funny though because the animation was kind of hilarious because there's a couple like faces that like, this is, that's not Revan. Like he takes the mask <laughs> off, and you're like. No, no. I know I chose that character in the character selection, but that's that's not his face. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I would have made him look way cooler. Exactly. I would have given him a soul patch exactly. or something. One of the guys Shout had a Griff soul patch. One of the I for see, that comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Griff yeah. The well, so, so Rick's by the, the 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 gray areas of the story. By the way, you know, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. Um, you find out partway through the game that the Jedi brainwashed you. Um, you know, they they knocked Revan out, and then instead of killing him or imprisoning him, they were like, well, let's just roll the dice again and see if we can get him to be good Wasn't this time. Wasn't that because and of Bastilla's maybe... protest, though? Because she was like, don't kill him, don't impr- like imprisonate him, just wipe his uh, memory. I don't know. It might have been. I don't know. That's a good question. And, and, and she had the hot Their thought him, was, he's the only one who could take down Malak. 
And so you as a character, even if you'd started down the light side path, you might be like, that's really messed up, and then turn to the dark side to embrace your Sith destiny. What do you think about the ethics of that choice, Rick? Yeah. To well, to brainwash a Sith Lord and hope that he defeats his, <laughs> uh, his former side. He's got amnesia. <laughs> um, I love it as like a plot point. Like I think it's really yeah. good bringing up those like Greer, you know, the ethical dilemma. Um, man, the Jedi suck though, those jerks. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool. Um, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm excited to, to get to that point and, and play. Well, it does really reveal the fact that there's some real ethical gray areas here. You know what else is an ethical gray area that I think we can all agree on? Alec. Is that Juhani oh. is the worst character in all of Star Wars. She sucks, man. The Cathar. Um, does she have, doesn't she have, like, Cathar. Doesn't she have whiskers or something? Like, it looks really weird. She's a Cathar the cat lady. Padawan that Jared just, just indiscriminately gets rid of right Listen, off the bat. There's a lot of people, actually. This is not that divisive, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of people that really hate Johanny. So I don't think you're, I don't think you're alone in that. She's there's, terrible. I, Coy, she's I a, discovered she's a jerk I, to you the whole game. Like every time you, <laughs> if she is in any conversation, she's really mean to everybody. It's like, well, her her story is really interesting because she starts off by, you know, you find her on Dantooine. She's killed her own master. Mm -hmm. She fell to the dark mm -hmm. side, and you're tasked with going and investigating. You can either choose to kill her or recruit her or try to reform her. There's a lot of layers to that story. There's some there's some really difficult to unlock dialogue and story oh, yeah. path there I won't get into. Mm -hmm. I have discovered, however, in some parts of the Internet, uh, we're going to get canceled for this real bad. <laughs> um some parts of the internet, they loved you, honey, because she was a very early Legends LGBTQ character. Oh, I heard that today, actually. I did not know this. Eric shared a video earlier from some unrelated trivia show that he was watching that released right. this, and I was like, that's actually true. Uh, I did not realize that. But uh, So it's going to get us real canceled for saying that we don't like no, her. No, that's not why we didn't like her. It I didn't like her because she was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. the, real, the real question for me, Jared, is do you kill her the same spot every playthrough, or do you like try to see how long it goes? <laughs> I don't let her off Dantooine, brother. I'm not, uh, sure if you can, I'm not sure if you can kill her again. Uh, other than just in the intro spot, there's like okay, there's okay. like a there's like a limited number of characters that you can have, I think, and like if you, I don't know if it like prevents you from picking up somebody else later on if you killed her. I can't remember, but like, anyway, she sucks. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, but let's uh, Rick pull up the spreadsheet of all the characters that you can have oh, as your uh, your squad, the crew, the Squirtle Squad, if you will, on the Ebon Hawk. Squirtle all right, guys, uh, lightning round here quickly. Tell us who you get to choose three. Who are the three that you take with you um, when you go out on an adventure in KOTOR? Mm. And uh, and also, who do you kill? This is so easy. So yeah, easy. Dude. All right. So easy. Who is it, who is it right. Freddy? All right, number one. I'm taking Zalbar. Okay, Zalbar. Mm -hmm. got to have Zalbar. I, I, I know that one. <laughs> Very good. Big Z, if you will. Big Z. He's a good character. Yeah, Big Z. I like Big Z. And then, of course, the dude that I did it all for the Wookiees. Come on, the Wookiees. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Jolie Bindo. Wookies, exactly. Oh, yeah. Jolie Bindo. <laughs> Jolie Bindo. Yeah. <laughs> the Jedi. I'll tell you what. I don't like their philosophy. <laughs> yeah. He had to, He had to. you know, face his own wife and ended up winning. So This dude lives on the ground floor of Kashyyyk <laughs> with the monsters. <laughs> yes. He does. And he's totally chill. He's you know really, he vapes, He's pretty bro. powerful. You know he vapes. Yeah. In game, in game, he is, like, definitely the one I want on my team. He's got AoE attacks. He's pretty strong. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah, and then of course, uh, this is I. I'm just partial to Bastilla. I really like that double blade lightsaber. 
nothing nothing better than it yeah it's hard to it's hard not to take her unless you go dark side in which case most of the game she gripes at you for your bad de- <laughs> yes. your dark side decisions yeah. no, until you, until right, you uh, seduce her at the end of the game and then she's suddenly okay with it i mean <laughs> which, is, which is pretty <laughs> weird uh, <laughs> it's pretty that's weird a complicated story point but yeah there's actually like a fallen bastila uh like love corner of the internet that you don't want to google let me just say oh, that fan much. fiction all right nice uh Rick, if you're looking at the character spreadsheet here, you don't even know who everybody is, but you've got a pilot and a Mandalorian and a Twi'lek and a droid and a cat lady. Uh, who, who would you pick out of these, uh, out of this crew? Oh, man. The guy that looks like you and uh, number two right up top. Oh, is, that, is, that, is that me? <laughs> I man, I don't know, dude. Like The guy with the lightsaber, who's that? Is that Malik? That's, that's Jolie. That's Jolie. Jolie. Okay. How about, uh, how about the robot Please. next to him? See, he looks—he looks mean. He'd be the guy I'd kill because he looks like he's like pre-General Grievous, and so uh, I don't like that guy. He's man. a good guy. He doesn't—he doesn't approve of the Jedi. So, <clears throat> oh, okay. We're talking about HK forty-seven, yeah. who oh, is one of the most nice. beloved droids in all of Legends. Yes. Yeah, and he's—he's he's an early murder droid. There's a lot yes. of murder droids yes. these days in Assassin canon, droid. but he was—he was the OG murder droid. Nice. Okay. Is a—he has yeah. a very characteristic speech pattern. Which is yeah. really cool. Uh, Query reference a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. D- disapproving uh, statement. Uh, I would prefer to kill them, Master. Right? Stuff <laughs> yeah. Like that. Exactly. All right. All right, Corey. Who's your crew? Oh man, I uh, always chose Basila. Nice. Um, she was definitely, you know, one, she's a babe. <laughs> Two, she had double bladed lightsabers, which was awesome. And I, I think I usually took. Candorous, who is the guy next mm. next to her, who's a Mandalorian and but he doesn't yeah. wear a helmet, which is a little confusing. But Mandalorian culture, uh, he was a pretty cool character. Um, I sometimes play with Karth, who is the guy above him, uh, Karth Onassi, but he's really whiny for the vast majority of the game. <laughs> he just whines about his past and how hard it's all been and how his whole family got murdered and how he's not happy about it. Like, I mean, come on, man, move on, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, he really whines about the whole game, which is really brutal. Mission is actually... But he likes to play cards. He does like to no, play is cards. That, that's the next game. That's the other guy. Mission was pretty <laughs> good. Um, the droid was useless unless you needed to unlock a door. Um, <laughs> so and useless. no, I could never play with Johanny because she sucks, bro. No. Some people like to play with the full Jedi squad. So yeah, but Juhani, the full Jolie, Jedi squad Bastila. is Bastila and Jolie. You don't need Juhani for that, all right? You can only <laughs> take, take you can only take, take two, all right? You can kill her and still get by with two Jedi, all right? <laughs> yeah, I I think I typically take two Jedi and then Candorous for or HK forty seven for ranged attacks. Uh, they just they pepper the the battle rifles from the, the sidelines. Did you guys ever I... try to do a range attack playthrough? I did that one time. It's really hard. Oh, actually. it's hard. It's really hard. I did try and I quit. Yes, it's very <laughs> tough. It's doable. It's doable. It's very hard to do. You still have to use all the force powers if you wanted to defeat like the bosses and stuff. Like there's just no way to do it yeah. with like it's a very much a melee game, actually. Yeah. yeah I, I typically walk in a room and just run right into the thick of it and just mow them Force down with storm, the like lightsaber. four times, and it's over. You know, it's 
<laughs> Lob those grenades. Take those stems. All right, guys, before we wrap it up tonight, there's so much more we can say about KOTOR. We haven't even had any time to talk about the fact that there's a KOTOR 2, and it's a vast departure from this game, and some folks consider it a superior game. Others despise it. Oh, man, we're not even going to get into that. That'll be a show for another day, um, and uh, we'll have to get Caleb on. That's his favorite game. Um, Caleb from the Cosmic Force. But for tonight, let's finish it off with just a little bit of discussion about the the main character of the game, and that's Revan. Mm. Revan is one of the most beloved Star Wars characters of all time, and I'm curious, in your opinion, why is that? I think there's a few competing reasons. One, there's the gray Jedi cool factor, right? If, uh, he's, he's a good guy, but he, he abandons the Jedi, and then he's a Sith Lord, and then he's reformed, and then he kind of walks the middle path, and you can choose to seduce Bastila, but still be a Jedi, and there's, oh, it's complicated. Two, uh, I think there's a wish fulfillment uh, element to this, of you are this character, you imprint, no matter your your race, ethnicity, um, your your gender, it, you can be Revan. You can take off that mask, it could be anybody, it could be a Twi'lek, it doesn't matter. Uh, who is Who is Revan? It's you. And then uh, there's also just the cool mask. I just wonder how much do people love Revan because he's got a cool mask. What do you think? Yeah. In your opinion, why is there so much fan love for Revan? <clears throat> I honestly I, I think you've nailed it, honestly. like I mean, It's hard, yeah. yeah. So you've said a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's most of the big stuff. I mean, I think, I think his story is genuinely really, really cool. Like yeah. the idea that this war could be going on and like the Jedi are like – weirdly okay with sitting on the sidelines and people with genuine combat training and like, you know, they're supposed to be the protectors of peace and everything. Like peace is obviously not happening when the galaxy's at war, right? Like how can we just stay on the sidelines? Like, so there's sort of a hero factor, I think for Revan, like maybe he, you know, maybe he like had good intentions originally. Right. And like, that's, fantastic honestly like just the story of him leaving the jedi order to go fight the mandalorians is really cool and then how it concludes is also fantastic like he went too far right he became he became like his own worst enemy in that he the jedi were maybe right a little bit like he kind of fell to the dark side because of that also he defeated mandalore and took his mask and that's his mask that is by the way which is awesome um yeah, he picks it up. Right. Picks that's up from... probably the best part of the book, the Revan book, yeah. is the, the quest to find the mask. I love that chapter. That's fantastic. Might be my favorite thing in, in the whole book. Yeah, it's a great point. The, the mask? Can't argue with that mask. Actually, I still would like to get my my hands on one and mount it in my collection oh, somewhere. That would be cool. That'd be cool. We'll see. Yeah, we'll and, see. And, and, all right, Rick, think... you don't know a ton about all of this. So, an outsider's point of view, Rick, yeah. is looking at Revan from the outside in. <laughs> He's got oh, the you've even got the action figure, Rick. He's just cool looking. I mean, from the outside, cool he, he's cool, and he's very hyped up. Everybody talks about Revan. Um, and so there's big hype, but now that I know some about him, I'd say, like, his story's pretty cool. Like you guys have said, you know? He's dynamic, very dynamic. Yeah. Good mask, good story. Freddy? What else? I mean, I think we, we get a first look, in my opinion. We we get a glimpse of it in, in uh, the Clone Wars, but uh, or the prequels rather but in my opinion you really get to feel what it's like to be helpless uh, you know with the Jedi not not doing what they should be in my opinion which is protecting uh, those that need protecting right and that's that's what Revan stood for he, he wanted to protect those that 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 needed the protection 
Uh, and of course, it, it goes to say like his curiosity just took him too far. Him and his uh, apprentice Alec, uh, formerly known as Alec, now Malik. You wouldn't know the guy. Totally different. Uh, <laughs> but seeing this journey, Freddie, I'd like to think that Alex. <laughs> Before he turned to uh, the dark side, was actually that uh, Revan cosplayer we saw at Celebration, oh, yeah. who got really tired and whiny. <laughs> tired and whiny. He's like, oh man, yeah. So and then Malik stole his girl. You you kind of get this like center point of view, in my opinion, with with where where Revan went, why he went there, and you get to see why he was also on the other side and how how easy it was to get lost and and just it's like an exponential dive, right, Corey? Almost like discovering the dark side then you just fall yeah <laughs> there's like an event yeah. horizon and he crossed it and and having that story uh because <laughs> for anakin right we kind of see the whole thing he, we see his yeah. darkness but it was different uh for for revan for some reason um and he had he had a wife too so it like just broke a lot of boundaries it did and that's exactly yeah. what revan did yeah yeah i think it's uh i think it's a it's a it's a it's a fun and interesting question to ponder, I think, is like because there's a lot of themes here that are much that are very relevant with like modern storytelling with the prequels and the Clone Wars TV show is like this idea of the effect of war on the Jedi philosophy, I think is a very fascinating question. And like I think it's one of the reasons I've always loved the Kotor games because that's what they were trying to get at, like with the Clone Wars, I think, is that that idea. But like it kind of feels like uh it kind of feels like like Palpatine forced it with the Clone Wars, but with the Coach War games, it was like the Jedi kind of did it to themselves because they genuinely fought against this thing against their will a little bit. So I don't know. It's an interesting question to ponder, I believe. Yeah. Well, there's so much about this game, the way that it explores the the darker sides of the Force and the politics of the galaxy that's really great. So if you're out there and you're thinking like, maybe I should give this a try. There's a variety of ways to pick up the game. It's on Steam. There's sales on it all the time. You can find it on pretty much all modern consoles. I know it's out on the Nintendo Switch. It was ported recently uh, a couple of years ago by Aspire. Um, we're, of course, waiting on supposedly, theoretically, one of these days, a remake, but uh, don't hold your breath. Uh, or of course, in the Apple Store. It's that on iOS be... as well, as Corey said earlier. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I think that's probably part of the reason why I've struggled to get far is because my first experience, I think, was playing on my phone, <laughs> and I was like, tap, trying to tap and move the character. Just was really confusing. Um, I play it on Switch now, so like it's a little better, but I, you know. It's one of those like how many how many times do I have to buy the game before I finish it? <laughs> it's only well, like four dollars, so maybe a few more times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. A few more. I do have to one up you, Rick. You're always one upping me. You had hey. your uh, your black series, but I've got not one, but two Funko Pops. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, nice. look at these bad boys. Nice. Light side and dark side. Revan. In fact, if you want to get your hands on some more um, Kotor merch, just today, this very day, the oh, day yeah. that we are going live here on the show, there was an announcement that there are two new KOTOR-related vintage collection figures announced from Hasbro coming down the pipeline, uh, Jedi Revan and HK-47. So That's cool. congratulations, Meatbags. You, too, can own a murder droid. <laughs> well, Great. Great uh, one of the big questions that we've had going around the show for years now is uh, fan casting, if there was ever uh, mm. you know, a, a live-action so film. Easy. And f- Freddy, why is this easy? <laughs> There's only one person in this entire universe that can play Revan. And Anybody could be Revan. It doesn't matter yeah, who Revan is because it's yeah. But one. there's only one person where you take the mask off. You know what I mean? You're not like no, nope, that's not who him. You know what I mean? <laughs> who who you got, Freddie? His name starts with 
a J. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes a K, depending on what movie you're watching, or an N. It's Neo. Hey. John Wick. Keanu Reeves is who plays Revan. <laughs> of course. That's a good choice. We've got it queued up for our. Uh, I, don't th- I can't tell if this listeners. is a meme or not, though. Freddy. We have an image here. <laughs> Freddy's not okay. Of Keanu is... Reeves Revan. Freddy? What if I told you, <laughs> you that you the entire. It. The entire internet is in agreement with you. Just Google Keanu Reeves Revan, and there will be no fewer than a thousand images of people (laughs) photoshopping this sucker's face under that mask. Wow. Yeah. So, Corey, I always fan cast Keanu Reeves and everything because I just feel like he can play whatever role. If it's uh, Bastilla, you could probably put Keanu Reeves in there too. (laughs) But the fact that I said it, everybody thinks they had this queued up. That was good. That was really good. That is pretty good. So, uh, Corey, thanks for joining us for the show. It's fun to have you. Fun to talk, Kotor, and uh, for playing along with the Ithorian gag. Oh, that's <laughs> and Rick, fantastic. fantastic. Rick, keep us updated on your playthrough. I will. I gotta finish the Jedi Survivor. Still, I'm I'm just behind on games. We'll get there. We'll get there. So. Yeah, yeah. I haven't even touched that one. So, uh, I'll come visit, and we'll play that one, and then you come visit, and we'll play Kotor. Stay up all night. Sweet. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like but, you know what is going to happen? Our next round table, Cheetos. and that is... What is it called? <laughs> Spectre of the Past. There it is. Oh, yeah, that one. That's us do one. Spectre of the Past, our next round table. Uh, it's, it's either going to come up next week, or if we don't finish, it'll be the week after that, because it's Legends, and it's not going anywhere. Ready for um, outtake? What? I think I is better. <gasps> and that does it for our show tonight. We're not talking about iJedi, Rick. You, you don't you bring me on your show and then we talk about iJedi. We're not doing that, all right? We're not doing that. Uh, uh. <laughs> so that does it for this week. Thanks for joining us for Legends Look Back. Thank you to our patrons for your support, especially uh, to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sanders, Zach W., Michael Fry, and Raymond Bazinski on our Jedi High Council, as well as James T., Ashley Ingalls, Colton Fife, Chris Carrizo, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Remember to sub to the channel, leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice. Hit that like button, ring that bell, all that good stuff, and help some other folks find the show just like you did if you'd like your thoughts right on the show uh, our contact information can be found in the description we're also on the platform formerly known as twitter at legends look back remember to keep the teeny fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom may the forest be with you meatbags this is a utini broadcast <laughs>